This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Hello, everybody. This is just a quick PSA um, for this listener's episode that uh, story number three, that's the second one that I'm going to be reading, um, it is uh, heavily about throw up. And if uh, you are not someone who likes to hear about that, please skip to story number four. Um, This is just a quick content warning because, wow, we just couldn't stop talking about throw up. Um, And the story talks about throw up also. So I've already said throw up a lot in this content warning alone. I'm sorry, but just there you go. Oh, okay. Oh, we're hi. Hey, wait. Hang on. I was just singing. <laughs> Where did you go? I miss you so. Feels oh, like used... it's been oh, forever. How was Sweden? Okay. I used to sit with my iPod Nano on the bus oh. and gaze out at the fields. Well, not the fields. The inner city of Cincinnati the cemetery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to say, my life is so sad and hard. And I would listen to that song. Especially on a rainy day when it's dripping down uh-huh. the window. Mm-hmm. And then my friend would be like, hey, you want to play uh, Miss Mary Mack? And I was like, I'm having a moment. <laughs> it's like, anyway. she can wait. She's had I was enough like, time. I have no friends and I'm sad. And they were like, I'm I'm your friend, I thought, but okay. So I'm literally asking you to play Miss Mary Mack, but I guess <laughs> you could go home and self-prophesize or whatever. I'm just like so self-pitying back then. Anyway, hi, Em. I missed you. For those of you who are um, 
just listening in or not even if you're a regular listener, it may sound like Christine and I were hanging out last week, but in reality, we haven't recorded in like a month because yes. we've both been all over the place. Christine has been very all over the place and not even in the U.S. Only four different countries. Well, actually five. Six. Oh my God. Six countries. Yes. Girl. Um, Do you want to list yeah. them? Because I didn't yeah, even sure. know that. Well, I didn't either, um, clearly, because oh. I just had to count. <laughs> um, no, but two of them were just layovers, so that doesn't really count. But, um, okay, More flew to A- Amsterdam, mm-hmm. then Sweden, mm-hmm. then drove through Denmark to Germany, then drove to Austria, then drove back to Germany, then drove back to Austria, then flew to Paris, then flew home. So I'm, ha- I'm back. Damn. Oh my I'm god, tired. you're like Eliza Thornberry. <laughs> Thank you. That's the compliment I've been waiting for my whole life. I did wear pajamas and Eva said, Oh, for sleepover vibe, or you said that. Yeah. Um, or somebody said that. And I say sort of, but mostly for jet lag. I refuse to put on real clothing today. Um, Fair enough. I'm tired. Uh, yeah, you came in lo- okay, last night. Chris, we had a tentative plan to like do to record an episode today, and I assumed you would call in sick or something because you I just landed was- last night happening until i looked at my until somebody oh matt our manager was like hey can we call after our, our recording tomorrow and i was like what i haven't slept in 36 <laughs> hours so it was like 8 p.m and i was like i'm going to bed and i did and i survived so here i am ready to so, work oh, yeah what time is it for you right now in my head or in real life well like in your head like your jet lag oh 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 like jet lag wise um only 7 30 p.m okay okay um Ooh, you're a trooper dinner I, time <laughs> well do you have a favorite country you went to oh well thank you for asking um i love sweden except for last time i was there i tried to jump off the boat into a last fjord. time i yeah, forget well, how you've been to these places more than once it's just like ugh, you know i did okay <laughs> are you like at this point in your life are you just a regular of germany where you were like ugh, like i already know exactly where we need to go Sort of. It depends. There were some cities I'd never been to, which was very cool. And I was like, oh, I get to be like touristy, you know, and I didn't visit really any family, which was kind of interesting. So Hmm. we could be like full on tours, not just the only thing we missed, which I'm really bummed about are the dungeons. There are these dungeons where you can go down into like the dungeons from 1200 or something Mm -hmm. and like see all the implements and shit. And uh, the tour, we had just missed the tour. So next time when I take you, we're going to go down to the dungeon together. <laughs> I'll always go to a dungeon tour. And that, that's really a, a solid way to convince me to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to overwhelm you with questions. I know we are No, I appreciate currently. your interest. It's very kind. I feel like I've just been solo. I, I don't know. I've just missed talking to you. So um, I don't even know what you've been up to. I'm like. This, uh, this and that many, and that and this. How many countries? um just the one in my mind or right in real life <laughs> obviously in your mind oh that's uh that's i've left the galaxy a million times in my <laughs> oh, yeah mind. you're a star tender i forgot <laughs> um i i haven't i have not done anything nearly as interesting as you i went home that was it oh, that's i went fun. home your friend it had was a fun. baby but we did already talk about that i guess um, had a baby uh i went to the beach with my family that was fine. Oh, yeah. The um, last I heard, you were dreading that trip. I was dreading it because I was like, what on earth are we going to do 
other than the beach. And we ended up actually like all having a good time not near a beach. It's like, great. We we figured it out. And the only issue I had was resolved. But there was (laughs) there was some family drama that ensued. Oh, always. uh, Always, which I ate it up. I was like, of course in the, you did. I was in the center of it, and I was eating it up. I didn't you like cause. I didn't it. cause the problem, but I I stayed associated with each member. So you of had the like drama. a front row seat, sort of. Oh, it was like popcorn in a bucket what to me. Hell? I was okay. Ooh, I want to hear I about that it. next time. It was like it's it was drama where even if I were to tell it right now, everyone would go. That's it. Like it was it, telling the story. It doesn't make it as juicy as like just getting to watch it unravel. Just being but, so. part of it. Yeah. Oh, oh. So that was my favorite part of the entire uh, Jesus. trip. <laughs> you like, like just thrive on chaos and pain. Again, I loved being secondarily associated with chaos. Jeez. And that's exactly where I was. I fit right in there. So um, I was having a good time. Uh, I was told we will never be having a family trip again. <laughs> oh, that's probably the news you were waiting for. <laughs> yeah, so I think everyone else had a different experience than I did. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I'm glad to be back. I was uh, very tired immediately of the humidity. I'm glad to be back in dry, dry LA. Yes. So, back to the desert. Back to the, okay, last thing I'm going to ask you, well, two things I'm going to ask, because I, I don't want to you know bore our listeners but i also truly haven't spoken to you since I know. a month, month ago like a month <laughs> how was traveling with a baby and what was your yummiest thing you ate oh my god i love this okay and also if it's okay with you i'd like to also chat about this more in the regular episode when we have more room for like a banter situation um because i know this is just a listener episode but em and i can't help ourselves okay people we're catching up um <laughs> what oh traveling with the baby was so much easier than i thought she did fucking great she just like colored or watched her shows and just like hung out the whole time just like she rallied baby yeah she like totally rallied like she didn't get sleep for like two days straight because she wouldn't really sleep well on the plane and she just was like tired but just she said i'm here bitches we're gonna go participated and like didn't cry she didn't cry once um i'm very lucky i know that because i i've 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 taken care of babies that are that are criers and stuff and i i get it i get how i'm hard a crier it i know you are <laughs> so i, I would have been so terrible on that trip <laughs> <laughs> just as an adult yeah, yeah. Um, no it was good it was good i mean it was not without its hiccups and it is a pain to have a stroller and have to find an elevator at every like public transportation in europe um mm-hmm. so that is a pain uh and a lot of delays and layovers and stuff and so it was not easy but it was less traumatizing than i thought it would be let's put it that way um and the yummiest thing i ate was probably there was oh god there's so it's just um it's i thought of you the whole time because it's the sandwiches man europe makes the best effing sandwiches like every country i went to i was like i'm gonna miss these damn sandwiches like i think it's because the bread is so good Mm -hmm. like Mm. they really care about the bread and the cheese and like everything is just so well made and and freshly made and so i just ate so many effing sandwiches i don't think like i i wrote a grocery list today and i'm like trying my best to find a replacement for what i'll be good luck yeah it's sad i know it's very tragic but um but thank god you've got a real german woman who hand delivers you homemade bread all the time so (laughs) i guess i am a step ahead of everybody else you've got got a full-ass baker that like international baker <laughs> anyway, so that those are I just the sandwiches. I thought of you every time. I'm like, man, M would fucking 
slam this like uh, these salami sandwiches that's oh, ride so rally good. i'd be like what are we eating where are we let's eating go. why are we eating let's go i know it's like the food is just so good um but so i thought of you and i missed you dearly and i can't wait to eat one with you in the dungeon oh that was the nicest thing you could have ever said to me <laughs> that was romantic <laughs> that was oh my god by candlelight Ooh, by, by sheer pitch blackness oh, right my by god. no light by torchlight as the villagers come <gasps> for us <laughs> so stop talking you're gonna get me all riled up okay <laughs> uh, well i'm glad i it's nice to know that even you know when I'm gone one day, somewhere in the ether, I'll always be tingling when you're near a sandwich. You will. It, it's like there's, I can't help it. Even if like we were somehow estranged, which I can't imagine our stupid souls would ever figure out a way to that do. That would but be if... your memory when if when we break up one day. Oh, you can't escape me whenever you eat a sandwich. Yeah, that song, where did you go? And I would cry. <laughs> I miss you so. There's little children singing in the chorus, and I'm just crying. Not the echoing children in the background. <laughs> and then M is like, "Can we go record now?" And I'm like, "Stop! I'm having a moment missing you." <laughs> I'm eating a sandwich with Mary Mac, and we're both like, "Christine just won't hang out with us." She What's is the just deal? so self pitying. Oh god. <laughs> okay, story time for all the people who endured the last Sorry. ten minutes. Um. So this is. This was uh, Eva's little tale she regaled to us is that um, <laughs> she typed in a phrase and I guess because we've both been traveling, she used the word road trip. Yes. And apparently, I guess usually when she types in a word, she kind of has to weed through some stories to find like the highlights of them all. But mm-hmm. back to back, the road trip stories were excellentante, you know? Yeah, winners, winners. So uh, we have been instructed to just dive right in. And that's what we shall do. So we, so instead we spent 10 minutes talking and now we'll dive right in. That's what we shall do now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, now that I'm home, I got an XL Dunkin' Donuts oh. iced coffee with pumpkin spice syrup. So did you miss uh, it? I did. Well, actually, no, there's Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. Because so, oh. they know, they know, they know how, how good it is. But um, I avoided it because I was like, I'm being a real tourist. I understand. And not I, uh, giving in to the craving of Starbucks and Dunkin'. You know, you know what's wild, though, is when I went to the Philippines, this is trash behavior. I know it. But I went to, like, six Starbucks when I was in the Philippines. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> it went everywhere, all that coffee. <laughs> oh, your keyboard? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched it happen. Everyone go look at the YouTube just for that moment because Christine's coffee went everywhere. (laughs) That is like a rare, I like don't, I really have gotten better about (laughs) about not spitting my drinks out, but wow, you just got me good. That was not. I don't know, like I sort of knew what (laughs) Petrasque. knew what was coming and yet it still shocked me to my core i think six starbucks is what overwhelmed you, you. <laughs> that's what it was i was like oh you stopped at a starbucks in the airport no, no. i went to six and it, to be fair i was with rj's family they're the ones who kept saying let's go to starbucks See, and who am i to say no yeah absolutely not and uh and my favorite thing, though, is so the Starbucks menu, I took pictures while I was there of like all the f- different foods that they sell yes, at the Starbucks which in the Philippines. Which is its own experience to find out what they serve. Oh, it blew my mind. And their food was better in Starbucks. And yep. one of the things that they had was like, it was some sort of like pasta chicken Alfredo kind of situation. Whoa. And it was so good. And I intentionally ate too much of it because I knew I'd never have it again. And you I was were running miss a it. fun run race for the cure. <laughs> 
<laughs> it felt like it with myself and my tummy. Yeah, I was like, we got to eat as much fettuccine as my body will take. Well, and, like the the McDonald's in Germany has vegan chicken nuggets and vegan like you know. Oh, what? So there's fun surprises. But McDonald's in the Philippines has mixed spaghetti. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Mixed spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally called that. Um, anyway, oh the, oh, the German one, the vegan one's called McPlant. McPlant. I love that. <laughs> It's okay. Well, I will say anyway. if you if you're going to the Philippines, please for my sake go eat that. Po- it was like had mushroom in it. Like it's like a pesto that's, pasta. I think it was like just go amazing. eat it. It was so good. And please for me, just go eat it. Um, the end. Back to road trip ghost. Anyway, I, I guess we everybody. should talk about the show now. Just so everyone knows, we also want to be better about our banter. It's just we it do. just is impossible. We want to, but we don't want it enough. You know. Yeah, we want it a little, but like we, not. We, we don't want to put we know, effort into yeah, it. Yeah, we know we should want it. We just it's like hard really to commit. <laughs> so hard, everything it's about so our job. So, uh, okay, here's our story. I love the subject line already. We saw an alien on our hot girl ghost hunt. <gasps> I love a hot girl ghost hunt. Remember Wait, when we had back to back hot girl ghost hunts when we, I visited you in Cincinnati or in Newport? Oh, fuck yeah. And I was so pregnant and it was so hot. So it literally was me, hot girl, in uh, yeah. <laughs> pregnancy mat- maternity clothes. I wanted to complain about the heat, but you were also literally about to blow any moment. And so <laughs> I was like, I don't get to complain, but I'm so uncomfy. <laughs> um, But no, that was a good time. We should do that again back to we back. Should. Hot now girl that we can, we can drink. I can drink. Now that you can drink. We'll bring mm-hmm. your wine bra. I can't wait. It'll keep your chest nice and cold on those hot mm-hmm. nights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dear Emothy, Hersene Shifter, Sweet Baby G, Ew Gross, and Leona. That's precious. I thought they were going to say, Ew, Leona. And I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> Ew Gross my na- makes more sense. My name is Bree. She, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And I have a super fun story for you. A few years ago, my friend Britt, who also uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And I bonded over our mutual love for all things spooky ooky. I'm a big podcast girly and put her onto, and that's why we drink. And we went to your show in LA a few years back when you talked about the Queen Mary, and we knew we would have to add it to our list of places to check out. Uh, another thing that we added to our list was the Winchester Mystery House. So we started planning our trip for August 2022. We were calling it our Hot Girl Ghost Hunt. I love that. <laughs> I do um, too. That will be the title of our third tour, apparently. When um, we steal it from you, your intellectual property. If we, yeah, we'll just, we'll, there'll be a tiny little, in the smallest font possible, be like from Brie and Britt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sponsored by. Uh, before our trip, you guys released a Haunted Road Atlas, which I quickly scooped up and upon receiving it, noticed there were other stops that we should check out along the way. Oh, this, wait, this is like this the is- first real testimony i'm saying to it people is. using our book my heart is like pounding i'm like so nervous and excited <laughs> my heart is a flutter is yes, the right a flutter word. uh we ended up going to the winchester mystery house alcatraz and evergreen cemetery which is where they buried hundreds of unclaimed bodies from the jonestown massacre oh. um there's also a section for the oakland hell's angels with their <gasps> pictures nicknames and memorabilia fuck yeah wow this story, however, is about none of those things because we had a paranormal encounter way before even getting to our Airbnb before we started our trip. I'll set the scene. It's around 11 p.m. and we're driving from L.A. to San Jose. We're on the I-5, which uh, for those of you who don't know, is just a long highway. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, that is a pretty <laughs> generic description of it. Yes. <laughs> Middle of nowhere. 
Uh, and it's 11 p.m., so it's pitch black outside. We were driving through a town called Gilroy, which is known for two things. I can already tell you before I even see the rest of this. <laughs> the Garlic Festival. Yes. Because I've been so many damn You've times. You've told me about that, yeah. The Gilroy Garlic Festival uh, and paranormal sightings. The only thing that we could see uh, was the lights from other cars ahead of us, which is what made what happened next so weird. We were driving up on what looked like an airplane. I'm driving and Britt is in the passenger seat. We stopped our conversation and watched the plane begin to descend as if it was going to land. Huh? It's in the it's in the right side of the sky and landing on the left side at a normal airplane speed when all of a sudden it shoots back up into the sky <gasps> and makes the sharpest U-turn back towards the right. So they're just like watching this like weird maneuver what in the, the sky. What the fuck? We acknowledge that the speed is super fast and we start to throw out ideas of what it could be. Britt suggests maybe there's an Air Force base around and they're running some tests. But remember, there's no other lights around, just the cars and the planes. So where would the base even be? By now, the plane is looking like it's going to land again as it's descending and heading back to the right side of our view. The only problem is that we're driving up on it and it looks like it's going to land on the freeway, which has only two lanes. The fuck? We can see three lights on the aircraft, which we know is not a plane now, and they are positioned on the bottom of the ship, which is shaped like a triangle. And when the ship turns a certain way, the lights disappear, and you can see it all because the ship is black. What the F is happening? We see the lights because it's heading right for us, (laughs) and the light in front of the ship is shining right into our eyes. I'm freaking out and trying to decide if I should break, speed up, swerve, or just keep going. Right Right before it hits us, it makes another sharp U-turn and drops down to the height of the other cars. What the fuck? Stay in the sky. (laughs) Get out of my way. (laughs) The fuck? You have nothing but all of space. Don't come near me. It drives alongside the cars at heading in the opposite direction, and we end up passing it. It was a flat ship about the size of an SUV. No one could have been inside, and once we passed it, we looked back, and it was gone. Ooh, hang on. Sorry. Uh, Why is your... Because You're I scaring have... me. You're, I'm really scared now. Sorry. M's, like, all of a sudden, M started, like, flashing as if there was something in your room landing at a quick speed on the freeway. It's because a, a lot of my... um. A lot of my lighting comes from my TV, and it went to a YouTube ad. Are you in your... Um, oh, you're home, right. Okay. I kept... I'm home. So, M currently looks like they're, as Eva and I both uh, <laughs> separately remarked, looks like they're at, like, a magic show, and Eva said, yeah, you look like a magician. At the exact same time, I said, you look like a magician's assistant, which is probably the rudest <laughs> thing I've ever said, with, like, blue curtains in the... Ba- is that, like, a fake background or a real background? No, it's a black... It's a curtain. It's it's um soundproofing. It looks good. Like it looks very chic, but it uh but oh, there were just you. all these flashing lights. I thought maybe this UFO was coming for you. No, this is actually this is to the side of the troll hole. This is on the wall uh-huh. another wall of the window. But um I my room looks like it threw up every article of clothing I've ever owned. And so I moved my camera and now I just have I look like I'm on a stage apparently. But yeah, like about to get sawed in half. But I also I have a TV that's always right behind the computer and I use it right. as lighting and it went to a YouTube ad. So that's that's what that was the flashing that's you so saw. Classy. We're so professional. Um anyway, sorry, I didn't mean anyway. to, I, I it just alarmed me because all of a sudden like there was like it did look like there was like a glitch on scary. my screen yeah um because my skin was flashing different colors apparently I thought they were coming for you <laughs> so anyway <laughs> once they passed this thing they looked back and it was totally gone 
Um, we it's start so talking, and Britt started talking because I was crying at this point, Aww. and. We tried to wrap our brains about what the actual fuck we just witnessed. We realized that none of the other cars around seemed concerned with a ship driving alongside them. And no one changed speeds. No one swerved. Were we the only ones that saw it? (gasps) We tried looking up. We tried looking up other sightings in the area and no one was able to get a picture of it. But there was a drawing we found and it looked exactly like what we saw. We made it to our Airbnb about an hour later, still shaking, and the next morning when we started our hot girl ghost hunt, we told everyone we came in contact with about it, and they all believed us. Even better, they all had some crazy stories about Gilroy and weird things they'd experienced. Holy shit. We ended our trip with a celebratory tattoo. uh, Yes! Flash forward to today, July is coming to an end, and next week, Britt and I will be going to the Queen Mary for another hot girl ghost hunt. Yay! Uh, and another random tattoo. Any suggestions? Any suggestions? Uh, oh, you should get the the mascot of the, the Gilroy UFO. Garlic Festival. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so something in between that. Some, um, you could figure it out. Like both of those <laughs> mind meld them together and make something happen. Thank you for bringing us to. Oh, you could do it because the the mascot is a little garlic with a face on it. You could I put see. him in a UFO. He's riding the UFO. Sure. With Xenon, obviously. Obviously. Thank you for bringing us together to celebrate all things spooky and your amazing book, which our boyfriends absolutely hate, which means... Oh, great. Which oh. means <laughs> we get to, which means we get to hang out more one-on-one. Uh, another note, Brit hosts uh, skate and surf meetups in Long Beach. Oh, hey. so... They're for... Actually, that's good to know. They're for women and members of the queer community to come together in a safe group uh, to go be little... Sp- I mean, Eva's going to go to that, right? Like, she skates. To be skaters, bladers, or surfers. Shut Come on. Up. That's adorable. Um. Anyway, that thank, thank you to Brie. That was very, very lovely. Beautiful. Um. I am so, like, okay, I was driving. I drove uh, a lot in Europe, as I mentioned. And I, the whole drive, like, especially when people were sleeping, was like, if I see a fucking UFO right now and everyone's asleep, I'm going to scream because I won't have any other witnesses. Oh, Um, yeah. But the whole time I thought I'm going to see a UFO. I did not. But like, I want to kind of. I do. Do I want to see a UFO? You know, how long have we had an opportunity to wonder about that? And I still don't have answered that question. I think we're both a little scared, too. I mean, at least I think my heart couldn't take it. (laughs) I, I was going to say, I think I say yes, but then in the moment I'd be like, never mind, never mind, never mind. I am, I. it's just like the chaos. I don't want to be in the drama, but I would like to be a secondary person. So maybe <laughs> if like we could like, like mic someone you watch, up. You want to watch me I get abducted is what you're saying. <laughs> I want to be like the technical director backstage of Big Brother and watch someone else get abducted. And I just want like the front row view. You just want to you produce know what I mean? it. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I want to see a UFO with, with the assurance that I'm just seeing it and not like nothing being uh, Nothing's being put in me. Yeah, I don't want to be in I, not no invasive bullshit. I just want to like see it and then like be done. I'd be fine you know? with that. I'd be fine yeah. with that. Um, but I don't know if those kind of agreements exist. Uh, so I I just watched um the latest episode of Jersey Shore, and <laughs> uh one of them pulled a prank on the rest of them that there was a UFO attack coming, and he like oh, hired like a whole good. drone company to come in and like have all the lights come through. Oh my and, god. Like, 
they were in the like the middle of nowhere and he like had been prepping like been like plotting all week and saying like oh people see ufos out here all the time it's really oh, wild that's you plant the idea and then uh, and then like hired like a hundred drones to come out and like make crazy like light that's maneuvers pretty, and stuff pretty genius i'd be pissed off though if i were a friend next episode we see how everyone uh reacts to it being a prank so oh i see okay so you don't know yet yeah I'd they, be... they left it on everyone sobbing crying because oh. they're so stressed <laughs> so... i would be scared and then i'd be pissed because i'd be like at least i got this cool experience and then it would be a joke and i'd be so upset i'd be pissed for five minutes and then i'd have to give it to them because i'd be like you know what that worked that was a yeah. good prank. It, it's something about it very effective um wow i can't believe you saw a ufo brie Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? Maybe your child is too shy to ask questions in front of the entire class, but they can get extra help and positive feedback with IXL Learning. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. This program will improve your kids' grades. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. From studies done in almost every state in the country, the kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. And one subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make, and a month of IXL costs less than an hour of tutoring. Additionally, IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And, and that's why we drink listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash drink. Visit IXL.com slash drink to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. Okay, um, I have a story here. This is called Hauntings, Honeymoons, and Bigfoot Poop. Ooh! It is from Gabrielle, they, she, and Leo, (gasps) he, him. We got three separate pronouns. The trifecta. Yeah, the trifecta. Uh, hello, M. Christine, Eva, and all the fur and human babies. My spouse Leo and I love the show and listen every Sunday when the new episodes come out. See, some people's partners like our show and our book, okay? <laughs> 
boyfriends of Brie and Britt. This past week, we went on our honeymoon and we did a spooky tour from Kansas to Maine. Oh my gosh. Do we have things to tell you? I like the idea that they were just writing a list of things to tell Em and Christine. That makes me so happy. Right. <laughs> our first stop was the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which was a TB ward that Em covered back in episode 20. We did one of their paranormal tours, and my spouse and I got the chance to interact with some, some known spirits there. This is a lights-out tour, so the entire way is dark and spooky as you learn the history of the sanatorium and the associated ghost stories. Well, on the fourth floor, our tour group split into two and went to two separate, nearly pitch-black hallways. Then the guide—sorry, uh, I'm about to ask you something. Is this the—like, uh, UM. Is this the place with, like, the cr creeper or crawler or whatever? I think so. Waverly Hills? Okay. Yeah. I'm, like, scared I, already. I don't, I, I don't know I, if— and, 90% I'm sure that, yes, there's like the crawler or the creeper okay. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's called the crawler. The crawler. And it's, it's, it's like a, just a, a solid black shadow figure that just walks on all of its legs, Ugh. arms and legs. It's like crab you. walking. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Forget it. <sighs> I don't even know if that's coming. I just had the thought. <laughs> <Let's> just <laughs> it might not it, even though. be part of the story. Okay. Then the guide asked for a volunteer and my hand shot up. My poor spouse said, of course my wife volunteered to get haunted. The guide, Courtney, told me to walk down the pitch black hallway. Oh my God. Sorry. Until she said to stop, which was about 20 to 30 feet away from the group. Then Courtney, the guide, called out to Thomas and Michael and asked them to touch me. Oh my God. Bye. Okay. Let's be clear. Someone else in this room has done that. Who? <laughs> Someone who is not me has has at during a hot girl ghost hunt has welcome things to touch like, them who, what kind of sicko would do that i know but i'm just giving you a reality check before right. you go in too hard you on this people you're 100 right i deserve that call out <laughs> i'm so sorry you definitely did it and our audiences you could across the nation we have heard groans <laughs> after we admit that you've done you that. You can touch me now. I know. And it actually did create quite a stir if you uh, want to see our live show. Um, no spoilers, but I did say I did say they can touch me. It was really, really dumb. So. And then something and then they do and respond to they that. Do. Yeah. Very dramatically. Oops. And then I act like I didn't just ask for them to do that. OK. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> then Courtney called out to Thomas and Michael and asked them to touch me while I stood with my arms out like a T. Suddenly, it felt like I was being pushed, and once I said so, Courtney asked them to stop, and they did. Everyone in the group said it looked like there were two people on either side of me, but I was certain I was alone. Then, once Courtney heard it was our haunted honeymoon tour of 2023, all those are capital letters. I love that. <laughs> the HHT 2023. <laughs> My spouse was voluntold to get haunted next. He traded places with me, and Courtney once again asked Thomas and Michael to push him. He said it felt like his hands were grasped, and when Courtney said stop, it went away. He was concerned as to why he wasn't pushed before realizing that he had a patch of the Virgin Mary on the back of his jacket, and he mm. wondered if Thomas and Michael were religious, and he felt his hands get grabbed again. After that, the tour continued, and while nothing else physically happened, we were certain we saw things moving in the shadows. Our next stop was the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which was episode Oof. 22. I love that they're telling us because they know we don't know the episode number. I appreciate it. I do too. We didn't do a haunted tour due to timing, but we did experience some weird shit. First, we got to the area where the ice pick lobotomies would occur. No, thank you. Mm. But before our tour guide explained that, I started getting a headache right behind my eye and nose. Oh, my Lord. 
Mm. Oh, my Lord. I thought it was one of my typical migraines, but nope. She explained what the room was for, and I side-eyed my spouse, very concerned. I can't hear that without holding my eyeballs. I'm literally, my sinuses are aching just thinking about it. That's horrible. She explained the room. We left the room, and it disappeared. Also, my spouse and I were exploring some rooms on one of the top floors, and he thought I was behind him and says he even saw a body walking with him from his peripheral, but I had moved to look at some art. I followed him in to find him talking to the empty room, and he was so confused when I said I hadn't been with him. So he was genuinely, Ugh. like, talking to them, and they were not there. Forget it. We also did some cryptozoology stuff while on our trip, including seeing the one, the only, Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, as well as the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine, where M went. Damn, I they said, really... I say that. They hit up all the spots. Yes, I did go to that zoo. And I asked... Uh, art zoo. That what was zoo. it? Museum? Oh, cryptozoology is where my brain went. Uh, I was like, oh my God, it's a zoo also? A petting zoo? <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I actually, I feel like I accidentally ended up there when we were in Portland. Yeah, and you sent like, eight, uh, somehow I doubt that because you sent me like 8,000 photos the entire time being like, look, it's you. Look, it's you. Look, they have a statue of you. Look, they have a picture of you. Like the most grotesque drawings of they all these had, cryptids. In one case, I feel like didn't they I had like the uh, the world's biggest most discovered or pile of poop from a cryptid or oh, something. Oh, maybe that's what they were saying. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's in here. Yes. I'm sorry. It's literally the next sentence. Okay. The museum was small, but had so many interesting things like models of the Pukwudgie, episode 137, Bigfoot, episode 215, and Mothman, episode 67. They even had a life-sized model of what Bigfoot's poop would look like. There it is. The, that's so funny. The, and you probably sent me a photo and said, look, it's you. So I <laughs> just, said, look, uh... it smells like you. <laughs> also, that was like our last tour before coronavirus. So mm -hmm. Yeah, Good that was times. February 2020. Yeah, RIP. The place was weird and just up our and your alley. I've emailed pictures of our trip for your viewing pleasure and hope you enjoyed our spooky tales. We love the show and can't wait to see where you go from here. Lots of love, Gabby, they, she, and Leo, he, him. Aww. Thank, thank you, Gabby and Leo. And like thank you for the thesis stories. research on all of our episodes. So I love it. <laughs> thank this you for is the like multiple shoutouts. I feel like the first story was an ad for our book. This is an ad for all our past episodes. Maybe that's what Eva was trying to do is just help us promote. She's like, you need some <laughs> marketing. Okay. Let's well, move thank it. you. Thank you both. And the next one I'm already excited about because uh, it sounds a little dramatic. And Ooh. this is from Emma, who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. The title is, and that's why we drink episode. This, by the way, is the opposite of promotion for us. And that's why we drink episode makes me vomit three <gasps> thirty five thousand feet in the air. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean opposite of prom? Oh. So um, this brings us back down. We had our head in the clouds. Now we're we're humbled yet once again. Uh, to be fair, we're still 35,000 feet in the air, just covered in vomit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hello, Emma and Christine. I've been listening to your podcast for four years now and have never had the opportunity mm -hmm. to write in until Christine suggested stories that correlate with the podcast. Oh, good. I genuinely have no explanation for this experience, but I thought you might find it as terrible as I do. <laughs> Around the time when I first started listening to your podcast, I was playing on an ice hockey team. That's so badass. What? Which, which <laughs> occasionally required we fly out of state. So, a travel ice hockey team. Yeah. Damn. I mean, hello. It's not even like an intramural thing. That's so cool. Some of us, uh, some of these flights included Washington, Chicago, and New York, and all of which 
are usually long flights from my home in Cali. Okay. We didn't have wired headphones to watch movies on this particular flight, so I downloaded a couple, and that's why we drink episodes to listen to for the eight-hour trip to pass the time. One of these episodes, my mom actually recommended I, like I listen to. Like one episode. For I know. Hour trip. <laughs> like a you could have done one of our one. birthday episodes and listened <laughs> yeah. twice, and you'd be there. <laughs> yeah. One of these episodes, my mom actually recommended I listen to. Love that your mom listens to this too. Precious. Um, because of how scary she remembered it being. I'll save us all the apologies and we'll just call him Dobbert the Wall. <laughs> what? Uh, episode four, I think it is. It is Wouldn't our it very be first Dobbert doll. the Rawl? Yeah, or... I think it's, I, I would say Dobbert the Rawl if we're just reversing the letters. Not to like, um, correct you and your, I don't even know why I'm. Maybe Emma just wanted an, an even one step further removed. You're right. I don't know why I'm trying to say it over and over again. Dobbert the Rawl. Um, I've never had a paranormal experience I could attribute to ghosts. So when M was describing the violent feelings people get after visiting him or seeing oh, him, I wasn't thinking anything of it until about two quarters into the episode when I got violently ill. Oh, no. I'm prone to motion sickness, but there was absolutely no turbulence. Plus, I'd flown several times with no sickness. But not only that, but my motion sickness had never driven me to the point of extreme nausea. Ooh. I had to pull out that little vomit bag from the seat in front of me just to alleviate some of the illness. Have you uh, ever done that, Em? Taken one of those bags out? I've been close to it a couple I times. I have a couple of times pulled them out and been like, please, God, no, I don't want to be that guy. I've never seen anyone actually use one, which oh, I have. Oof. But I have not used one myself, thank God. I And also, you as you're about to get sick and you look at that thin little piece of paper, you're like, this isn't going to do you're anything. Like, we all know how bad. And then the person next to you is like, oh, no, they're pulling out the barf bag. I also, I wonder how people don't just have, like, better versions of barf bags that they bring with them, you know? I mean, like, I, I feel, feel like, like there's got to be an Etsy creation of a thicker paper barf bag that's disposable. And oh, you can just check. buy a pack of 10 or something. Barf bags, Etsy.com. <laughs> um well so what i wonder too is like uh i just feel like nobody thinks oh i'm gonna throw up on this plane like everyone thinks like oh i'll be okay i'll prevent nausea with like the the bands the dramamine like you try everything to prevent it i feel like you just don't even think like to bring a barf bag for when you actually you know what i mean like that's true that's step- unless you like have children and you're used to like needing true. one of everything all the time true um, I, there are some vintage novelty uh, bar facts, but I bet they work less well than the right. current ones because they're vintage. So. I'm just surprised there isn't like at least like a really thick plastic bag or something, you know, like something well, that they like, do can't sell leak. Them, well, they have them. They do at uh, hospitals, like the ones that have the circle. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever used those, but I've puked at a hospital and they have. Like, I don't. I don't plastic. think I could actually. I wouldn't be able to aim. With no, no, you put bag. like your whole face in it, basically. Oh, okay. I'll show you. Because I, when I throw up, mm-hmm. is everyone having fun? Someone out there <laughs> is know, feeling really is sick right now. Us? But when I, when I do it, I really just, I look like a cat having a furball situation. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, my mouth is just open and wherever it goes, it goes. So yeah, like, I'm the same way. I don't have aim. Um, but yeah. this is, here it is. I'll send you a picture. It's basically like you put your whole face on it so you can't really miss. Uh huh. I would need my whole yeah, my whole face, like forehead yeah. to chin, yeah. just to catch everything. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay, well, puking. it gets even grosser because uh, Emma says, 
all while M is in my ear depicting the horrible car crash people got into after disrespecting Great. him is when she's feeling this incredible nausea. Super duper. Not sure what I did to this doll. Please don't crash this plane is all M is thinking. Ooh. Anyway, I thought after clearing out my stomach, the feeling would leave and I would sleep it off. I like how poor Emma is vomiting with us in their ears. Oh, I feel like that's one of those things where now you can never eat shrimp again and you can never listen to our podcast again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I thought uh, after clearing my stomach, the feeling would leave and I would sleep it off. But it didn't. I am not kidding when I say I filled that paper bag. Oh, my God. At some point, one of the flight attendants came around and gave me a whole 42-gallon trash bag to hurl ah, into. They, so they're they're like, we have the good stuff back here. Ugh, the poor people sitting next to you, too. I know, like, poor you, but, like, additionally, hopefully poor people sitting least, next to you. Yeah, hopefully it was at least your teammates, you know. It was it's awful a- because there was no relief for two hours. <gasps> How do you even have that much, that much stuff in your belly? Like, eventually oh. you're just dry heaving. Oh, I feel yeah, so bad. Yeah, 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 that's horrible. My dad, who was sitting next to me, said I was throwing oh. up so hard, I looked like I was turning into a werewolf. Oh. oh and you know, like, your eyes get all right. Oh. Ugh. And then I you have to go I'm play you... ice hockey? Yeah. Forget who it. who are we kidding? I'm sending I'd be you. Like, I would turn just this fucking put plane my around. face on the ice and be like, I'm recovering and cooling <laughs> myself off. I sent you another I... picture of some barf bags I found on Etsy that have cats vomiting on them. I appreciate that you have not given up yet. The tenacity I just, is like, great. Don't I don't like those because like if I look if I were nauseated and then I looked at that and I saw a picture of a cat throwing up I would probably be like all right here we go maybe it's to help induce it maybe I don't know if anyone why anyone would want that but I don't know I'm someone where if I just think about throwing up I can throw up so look out look out everyone at some (laughs) like literally nobody's listening anymore and that's the magic trick that's why you're the (laughs) you're the magician (laughs) not the assistant. (laughs) At some point, I laid my head in my neck pillow on that tiny airplane tray, closed my eyes, and prayed for it all to go away. I don't remember Mm -hmm. if I apologized, but either way, he either forgave me or I passed out when I lifted my head and the (gasps) feeling was gone. Like, nothing ever happened. Not even that uneasy feeling in my stomach after expelling everything. I'm not sure if there is a type of illness that only lasts a couple hours or if I somehow managed to get the worst motion sickness I've ever experienced with no movement. But I am terrified to listen to any more stories about haunted dolls. I'm even a little scared to be writing this down in my room right now. Thanks for me either. Thanks for all you do, and I love listening on my commute to college. Apparently, not about dolls though. Um, Yeah, and and then then, maybe not in the plane. And then it signed Emma a Scorpio, and all of a sudden, (laughs) I don't feel bad for you at all. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But thank you, Emma, for your story, and apologies to everyone else listening if you are prone to getting sick. Um, I will say, uh, or if you're like pregnant at morning sickness and it's easily triggered, I'm so sorry. Um, Was it more easily triggered when you were pregnant? Oh, yeah. I was so nauseous for like months. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, I only threw up a few times, but it's I, just I, see, the worst. I hate being nauseous more than throwing up. I will happily throw up just to get rid of the nausea. I know, and I never have the guts, to, so to speak, to like actually throw up because I'm like I don't want to throw up because I hate throwing up, but I don't want to. I don't know. It's just like a lose lose because you always. I feel like even after you throw up, you're still nauseous. Does everyone want to know a really stupid secret about me? Always about me throwing up. Yes. So I heard from somebody at some point, and I don't know where I got this from. I could have made it up in my own fucking dreams. <laughs> you heard it from yourself. <laughs> I might have heard it from myself. 
that because the thing a lot of people hate about getting sick is like it coming out of your nose. That's like the worst. <gasps> yeah. And so I heard to prevent that to like block your nasal passages, scream while you're throwing up. Oh, my God. <laughs> And so, like to like use your your voice, your vocal cords, and your nasal passages will close up. I don't know if that if that's totally uh, supposed to be true, but I will say, ever since I like, wait, that's true because you can't breathe in while you're talking. Like you can't your nose, you can't breathe in air while you're. Well, so my a secret about me is every time, ever since I learned that, every time I throw up, I just scream. Like I just, <laughs> I'm sorry, and it works. And but to this. In years, I've never had throw up come out of my nose, no matter how violently I'm getting sick. But oh. it sounds, but it sounds like a monster in the bathroom because I'm just going ah! <laughs> as I'm throwing up. I like how it, it's like you're like, oh, it's a much more pleasant experience. But it sounds like <laughs> it is for me. Everyone yeah. else is probably scared, but I'm having I, it. Just comes out of my mouth, and I go like, all right, well, that was it. Gross. So oh, anyway, if someone out. if someone is about to get sick later today or in the future just try it and it has always made the experience better for me and now i'm like not scared to throw throw i just feel like now everybody is vomiting because we've talked about so much (laughs) and like in the midst of vomiting they're just starting starting to scream um Um, let's put uh in the in the description to like a content warning for throw up just yeah because some people have genuine deep fear of it um, well, I'm not laughing do... at it. I'm just saying we've really uh, screwed those people over, and I'm so sorry. After we do this, let's do like um, let's record a quick like PSA. Oh, or good something idea, good idea, good idea, and put it in front of the episode. Oof, okay. Uh... Anyway, thank you for everything, Emma, for whatever you've caused for all people today. <laughs> it, yeah, it feels like, and you said, I wonder, is, is there an illness like this? I wonder. I mean, probably some sort of food poisoning. Also, just 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 to keep. I don't know. I will say on the Amsterdam flight they gave us, this is not going to help the people who are feeling sick, they gave us egg salad sandwiches <sighs> at like nine in the morning. And I was like, what a choice, you know, to yeah, get everyone that's on an airplane. Bold choice. I, yeah, that it happened felt when, um, odd. when I was flying back from the Philippines, the food, some of the food was like really killer. And some of it, I was like, you're so lucky. I actually don't hate this food because yeah. some of it is so controversial. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I was. That's the right word. It was like, wow, what a what a bold choice. Like, what if, I'm sure half the plane is like, what? I wouldn't eat it. I can't. I can't stand I, egg salad. And I vegans. Salad, but even fuck you, nine, apparently. 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, so. I'm going to eat a McEgg salad later. Uh, okay. And then this throw is, up. <laughs> this is called... Okay, so throw up talk has stopped now for people who have to fast forward. This is called Coincidence or Cryptid, and it's from Danielle, she, her. Hello, M. Christine, Eva, and all the babies, fur, flesh, and citrus. I've had small, odd things happen to me throughout my life and childhood, like things go missing for years and then be in the middle of the room one random day and the occasional feeling of being watched. But I have never had an experience that left me truly unnerved like the following one. Mm. My husband and I try to travel cross country for a full month once a year in our truck and small camper with our dog, Timber. We've camped in many places, some very secluded in the middle of nowhere, some in campgrounds with a lot of people around. We had never felt uncomfortable anywhere we've stayed. On our road trip in 2021, we went from our home state of New York to South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming. On our way from Montana south toward Wyoming, we stayed at a campground in Big Sky, Montana, within the Gallatin National Forest. It was right off the main highway, but nothing else was around. No towns, just thick forest and this campground. 
The campground was pretty full of people nestled along a river. It was beautiful and we felt very comfortable and safe there. Our campsite was large with a lot of trees and a narrow dirt path through the woods to the river. We were only staying one night on our way through and settled in, had our dinner, and went to bed. That night, I had an extremely vivid dream that I was standing outside the door of our camper looking toward the back of the campsite at the dirt path down to the river. There was an eerily tall, thin, pale creature that could have possibly been a woman but wasn't, standing at the edge of the path with long, dark hair and no face. Okay, literally, I was picked. I was expecting a Bigfoot story. This is so much worse. <laughs> like this is like ten times worse. This like is, a tall, this one feels evil. Figure. Like yeah. so bad, so bad. It was just blank where its face would be. Ugh. Ugh. I hate the faceless ones. The faceless one really gets me. Like, I had a nightmare about that when I was a kid, and I'm still skeeved mm. by that. She didn't speak to me. I didn't hear a voice, but I got the message in my head that she didn't want us there. And if we didn't leave, she was going to do something horrible to, to us. Oh, my God. Mm. I told her out loud, we are only staying the night and we'll leave first thing in the morning. Please leave us alone. I promise we are just passing through. She didn't move or respond. Ugh. This is creeping me the fuck Girl, out right now. Girl, I want to go back to the throw-up story. This is, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> right at that moment, I startled awake and sat up in bed to get my bearings. It was in the middle of the night, and our dog, Timber, was growling ferociously like I had never heard him do before. Mm. He had his fur raised up on his back, going to all the windows and sniffing the air. I had this ominous gut feeling something wasn't right and immediately jumped up and made sure our door was locked and I shut and locked every window, parentheses, as if that would save me in my little tin can of a camper from some cryptid or paranormal being. I woke my husband up and told him I didn't feel safe here, to which he just mumbled and fell back to sleep, of course. Mm -hmm. Timber and I sat there in bed awake the rest of the night, and as soon as it started getting light out, I woke my husband's ass up and we left. We didn't even make our coffee. That's how you know they're committed to leaving. Also, Timber is an A1 since day one. Like, Oh my like, god, for real. <laughs> thank the god you somebody, because your husband was not... I would di <laughs> I'd divorce him, actually, just yeah, to be honest. I would just like turn the key and drive away. Be like, I'd be like, well, since you feel so damn comfortable here, I'll leave you, and Timber yeah, and I are out. stay with this fucking creepy lady. Needless to say, I will never stay at that campground again. Okay, what's also creepy, sorry to interrupt again, is like that you dreamt you were standing right outside the camper. Like I feel like Ugh. in a dream you're usually like in some random faraway place, not no, like it's, right it's, there. It's like they want to, it's like they almost like you were like summoned it, it feels you. It feels like a by force astral projection yes. into someone else's yes. brain. Yes, like they something. drew your consciousness out to talk to you. Which means e even like in another realm, you're not safe because yes. they can they can manipulate you to do whatever they want, including see through their eyes yes. into your camper. And like Danielle said, even if you lock the door, they're like, well, I can bring you outside anyway. <sighs> uh, needless to say, I will never stay at that campground again. I would have brushed it off as a creepy nightmare if I didn't wake up to my dog acting like something predatory was outside at that very moment. I still get a tight feeling in my chest every time I think about it. I've tried to research the area and read reviews of the campground, but found nothing odd. Have you heard of any creature or cryptid like this? Lots of love, Danielle. Oh my gosh. I've only heard of like demons being able to do that. Yeah, it sounds like 
the woman thing by the water is there water was there water i forget sounds kind of like la llorona like drawing you out mm. but oh yeah the faceless and all that i don't the, know the peering into the the feeling like you're being you're seeing through their eyes feels demonic i mean we just covered recently the shaker's cigar bar which yes. by the way you and i have to have our own hot girl ghost hunt there because yes. the amount of people we after every episode we get some people reaching out to us being like oh i had an experience there shaker cigar bar has blown my dms up really everyone has has been sending in their own videos (gasps) where like there's glitches in the film and like everyone's freaking out um but and at shaker cigar bar that happened happens in the basement oh yes people have been standing there and all of a sudden they can they like black out and they can see themselves as and they if like someone run toward themselves, right? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Although I don't think this one said that they saw themselves. I think it was just. I thought it was they could see the camper, though. So they. So she said she was standing outside the camper in this dream, and she saw a woman in the distance who was tall, thin, oh. had long dark hair, and no face. And this part reminds me of E.T., like of an extraterrestrial. I didn't hear a voice, but I got a message in my head that I shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. You know how like that you hear those stories where like, uh, yeah, you just can Tele- communi- telepathically communicate. They- yeah, telepathically. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I don't think they said like, oh, I saw from the creature's eyes. I think I just inserted my own fears into that. Sorry. But that would um, be even worse. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're standing outside the camper, if you just turned around and just looked in the window, I wonder what you would have seen. Ugh. But oh, no, to just know that you're your... oh yeah, to know that you're not supposed to be there as you're staring into a, a the non face of a faceless woman Ugh. is. I can't think of something that I want to do less. And the creepy part, like, imagine the next day, like, getting ready to leave and stepping out of the camper and being like, oh, last night, this is where I was standing in my dream. And, like, that's where the lady was. Ooh, I um, truly can't Im- imagine. No. And Danielle also says, P.S., if you guys ever go camping in the Montana wilderness, I won't, especially after this, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, how Hotel at best. Thanks. <laughs> We're glamping. Okay. Um, <laughs> make sure you bring Geo to let you know when the things are lurking. Um, but he will probably bark at a spider, so I will probably be convinced there's somebody outside every five seconds. Thank you so much. Also, just to add even more fears to everything going Great. on, what if Timber had the same thing? Like, we're like, <gasps> what if Timber th- was next to you in the dream? Yeah, what if Timber had his own experience where all of a sudden he felt like he was standing outside the camper and something scary told him not to be there? Yeah, or was threatening you, and he got protective. Aww. Oh, Timber. I hate that they can't talk. Imagine if animals could talk, and all they wanted to tell you about were the like fucking shadow figures at the foot of your bed. They'd be like, "There's another one, and another one, and another one." Maybe they'd be like, "How are you not seeing this?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Can you go back to not fucking talking? I want the spell taken away." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I regret this hex I put on you. You know, speaking of which, let's just bring this full circle. How I called you Eliza Thornberry earlier. Yeah. Imagine, like, you know how Riverdale and there's like, all these shows that are reimagined but scary? Someone should do spooky reimagined Eliza Thornberry where she can finally talk to animals who are ah! seeing the shit we can't see. Oh, no. And they're like, we finally found someone to to save humanity. And she accidentally, as the globetrotter she is, her, now her job is to travel to places to exercise homes with the help of her animal friends who can see what she can't. Okay, now we're talking. Let's get this Ding, rolling. ding, ding. 
it's too bad there's a strike happening. We got to... Uh, I smell a Hollywood brilliant idea if only Hollywood was kind to its people. Yeah, maybe someday. Probably not. Maybe. Anyway, everyone remember that idea because if it ever gets used, I was the first to say something. Yeah, TM, 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 TM. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink shopping for humans is hard but shopping for your dog is easy thanks to bark every month they deliver toys and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled at bark they send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month Whether it's their fun plush toys from BarkBox or their ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, they give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, they'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash drink. That's right, you can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash drink for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. All right. Well, we've got uh, another story here, and this is from Katie, who's is she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject line is secret unsolved murder at oh. my favorite dive motel. Ooh, we got a true crime. There's been a murder. <laughs> also, <Savannah. laughs> I, I can tell you real quick, I have a feeling that... Um, Katie has anxiety and here's how I can tell you because the very first uh, she listens to our podcast oh okay (laughs) because the very first sentence is something I'd fucking say uh that says hello this might look long but I've appropriately timed reading it out and the story takes under four minutes stop (laughs) this is literally us always but but like not on this show but in any other circumstance (laughs) Katie is giving the energy of someone who reads the menu before going to the restaurant so she knows what she wants for sure I love this about you Katie uh katie says okay i'll try to make this short and sweet but you need some backstory my mom and i take trips together and we have this tiny little beach hotel on the coast in florida that we go to a few times a year we stumbled upon it randomly and it's now my absolute favorite place in the world it's a little 1950s 60s single story dive motel looking place where the buildings are painted pink and blue and the place is decorated with dolphins seashells and patio furniture precious I'll refrain from using the name, but let me know if you want after reading it. 
It's right on the water and behind the main office is a patio and tiki hut with chairs that overlook the beach. Every time we're there, we end up talking to the other guests and it just feels like home. This last time we were visiting, we were supposed to check out after night two, but for the first full 24 hours when we got there, it stormed and poured literal buckets, so we decided to stay another night if they had a room available. Hmm. We always grab my elderly aunt from the house in Central Florida, and we've uh, and we've crammed all three of us into almost every room so far. I How- love this like tradition. This is adorable. I love that they're like, come on, aunt, whatever. We like, grab her. <laughs> I I know you have your own home and full of space. <laughs> with air conditioning. and But you're going to come hang out with us in this little back patio storm <laughs> it hotel. It sounds so cute. Uh, oh, we've all been into almost every room. However, there's one room we had never stayed in before. We asked the woman who runs the front desk uh, if they have any rooms for the next night or two. And she tells us, yes, there is one motel room unit that has a double bed and a futon. And we should look to see if we think it's enough room. Okay. I like how, like, you can tell this is a small business because they're like, let me just give you a tour of the place and you tell me what fucking suits you. <laughs> oh, we got a um, futon. Does that work? <laughs> so here, come look at the futon. I guess and I'm also up, a motel because I have a futon. So I guess you could stay here. Christina's probably 100 pieces of furniture in her entire house. And I still say, no, no, that weird little windowsill like a cat is where I want to sleep. <laughs> and that's where everyone wants to sleep. I'm like, I have a perfectly nice Casper mattress over here. Nope. <laughs> I like to think if one day and like something apocalyptic, apocalyptic happened and then there were like tours of like everyone's <laughs> homes who used to live here. Everyone's going to go to your house and be like, but where's that windowsill? Everyone where's took that a nap, nap at? spot? You got, I'm going to start charging to, and then I'll become king of apocalypse i'll be like it's two dollars to sleep in or give me all your canned goods if you want to take a nap on this little bench (laughs) that'll be my racket that i run i would like red carpet that shit and be like no one's touching this it is now a shrine yeah (laughs) Uh. um okay so futon you can go check and see what you think of it um to our luck uh, i'll literally sleep anywhere and i actually I have actually called a bathtub home for a night, a time or two. (laughs) So we switched rooms and settled in for the night. The next morning, we head outside to the patio with our cups of coffee and whatever grocery store vacation pastry we had for the morning and settle in to watch a scheduled space shuttle launch from the beach a few miles down. Oh, what? This is, I mean, built-in entertainment? This sounds great. We make friends and this this time with a man that we'll call Frank and his daughter who's in her mid-20s that we'll call Annie. They stay at this hotel multiple times a month as a little vacation to escape some of Annie's everyday life health issues. Mm -hmm. This place sounds like a haven for so many people. magical. Yeah, I feel like there's something magical about it. Small talk ensues as the launch gets delayed and we sit waiting in the sunny, salty air. Uh, We both become fast friends and even offer Annie our extra ticket for Disney World the next day to come along with us. Um, uh, Oh, and then there's a little note that says, thanks, Frank, for trusting us with Annie. And we love her as much and and for loving her as much as we do now. That's very sweet. Um, This is the beautiful story so far. I don't know where it's going to go dark. Yeah. (laughs) Where's the throw up and faceless woman? I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, Frank then asks which room we're staying in, and when we say room eight, Annie chimes in and says, oh, the murder room. Oh, no. There it is. There it is. Um, Wait a damn minute. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) I I need to hear more, and the front desk lady is standing out there and pipes up something in the effect of, don't tell them about that. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
oh man i thought this girl was your homie but apparently she's she was like there's a futon that's all you need to be focused on the futon turns out there have been a few deaths in this hotel it was built in the 40s and the most recent one was about two months before this trip in our room uh a woman and someone that they assumed was her boyfriend checked in under the woman's name and on the first night they were there something terrible happened the motel room has a small bathroom window that faces the tiny parking lot that's maybe 12 inches by 18 inches And someone was coming back to the hotel late at night and found the woman's body half in the bathroom and half outside slumped down the wall. Oh, my God. Oh, no. There was blood everywhere. And after calling 911 and getting a hold of someone at the hotel, they went inside the room. The room was all disheveled and there was stuff everywhere. Inside the main room area, there was blood splatter on some of the cabinets and the door from the main room to the bathroom that was locked from the inside. (gasps) There were knife marks in the bathroom door. Like, whoever was in the main room was trying to get into the bathroom, and the boyfriend was gone. It turns out she was bleeding out, or she died from bleeding out after cutting herself in the glass window while trying to desperately escape. (gasps) Oh, my God. And how long did this happen before? Two months. What? I thought this was, like, the 40s. Mm. Oh, shit. Which, it blows my mind. I know we are a true crime podcast that talk about things that are even very recent, but it still yeah. blows my mind that things like this can happen today. Just, like, it, like every day. It's horrible. It's so horrible. foreign to what should be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other room recalled hearing an argument, but no one knew much more. Something must have ensued before she made it to the bathroom, <sighs> though, because of the blood splatter on the, uh, the blood splatter on, in the main room. Jesus Christ. The police and hotel tracked down the woman's family, and they... St- that and they stated they didn't know if, of any boyfriend and she was supposed to be on a road trip by herself <gasps> oh. the death was so maybe it was like a hookup or maybe it was like by force maybe someone like yeah. told her like we're checking into this room yeah who knows uh the death was labeled an accident since she actually died from the glass causing her to bleed oh, come out on. i would find this story hard to believe but annie had pictures <gasps> what she annie? had become Girl, she girl. had become such good friends with the motel staff. I like how this like poor girl has like a bunch of health issues. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I need a break and, from my health issues. And like the the person at the front desk was like, I got a good story. You want pictures? I got pictures. Seriously. Um, she became such good friends with the motel staff that one of them had taken photos of the room and bathroom before they cleaned it up and sent some of them to Annie. I feel oh like my there's, lord. There's something not legal about that. Um, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I have searched and searched and cannot find any record of this on the internet, and so has the staff. According to the staff, it's just a mystery, and someone from her family came to get her car a few weeks later, but there's still no trace of the boyfriend, and nothing was ever solved. Oh, they cleaned the room shit. and repainted the walls, and life for the motel went on as normal. Oh. I can only hope that this gets some resolution and the staff or Annie keep me updated. Feel free to cut this if too long. Um, that is so damn. sad. And you know what's so wild? I know a few people in hospitality and they've all said the same thing of like, if there's a death within like 24, 48 hours later, we're putting people in that room. Right. They have just... a service they call and it just gets handled. It's it's just why. And I think about that every time we travel because we're traveling to talk about death. And I'm like, did someone die in here last night? Did someone die here yesterday? Like, yep. 
Oof, you have it's... you have told me that, and you've literally said, "Oh, I checked the bathtub and wonder if people died in the bathtub." I'm like, oh, I'm I, I'm so weird about showers and baths and hotel rooms because I'm like, it's I'm just like naked in a space that like someone could have died. It's a fair it, point. I mean, ugh. or like walking around. Do but I refuse to be barefoot in a hotel room because I'm like, there could have been like yeah. residue of something only a few days ago on this carpet. I mean, I'm sure they like clean the carpets or whatever, but like I can't get it out of my head. And um, I also in Boston, I ended up one of our friends actually lived in a hotel. And so yes. because I was friends with her, we would. Her name was um, Eloise. And it yeah. was a whole thing. <laughs> and she had like twin friends, Zach and Cody. Um, <laughs> but they but because we were because she lived in a hotel, she was friends with the entire like concierge and right. would just like hang out in the lobby in the middle of the night. And they would just like tell her shit like and i mean they probably are waiting for someone to tell you know yeah it was it's just wild how many hotel staff have to deal with like death regularly like their rj's brother is also in uh hospitality and has said like it would shock you how many people die in hotels all the time and like Uh... so then when i'm in a hotel room i'm like is someone dying next to me and i don't even know it like should i call the police and say (sighs) maybe someone's dying i don't know I mean, but that's a fucking gruesome one. That's that's horrifying. and for it to be like from in such a such a a motel that's like seemingly known for how happy and close and bonding it is, and like yes. someone just was such brutally like a, murdered. A, a kind, gentle, happy place. Um, oof, it's dark. It's really dark, I, especially being ugh. so small. It's like the odds of it happening there are so small compared to somewhere with like. You know, I also feel like the rooms. staff would should have not, and I'm I'm not blaming anyone. I, but I feel like in a place that seems so small, everyone would have heard what was going on, and like, like yeah. I would imagine if you're gonna hurt someone in a hotel, you do it in a really heavily populated space. So right. no one, I guess maybe they weren't planning it. It just kind of, I don't know. That's so fucked, dude. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I hope nothing. I hope you're still happy going there. I hope I hope we didn't like ruin your cute vacation place katie maybe just don't go into roommate again maybe just like (laughs) avoid roommate yeah 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 oh so sad okay so this is our last story story yes this is called my parents met after my dad pled guilty to manslaughter of her boyfriend (gasps) what what whoa okay this is from sam she her and it says, hello, spooky. Fr- I have no idea where this is going. Hello, spooky friends. The story of how my parents met is one that often leaves people feeling shocked and awkward. <laughs> well, I'm so glad we get to react publicly to it. <laughs> I know. I like I feel like this is the last or the opposite of Katie's like, OK, I've timed this. It's under four minutes. This one's like, <laughs> this one is like, <laughs> this is like chaotic neutral like this is this is a little too um like this should have been the first story so we had like a good one to end on this one this one we're not gonna have anything to end on after oh (laughs) my god all right let's let's crack into it let's crack into it there have been many opinions on my parents relationship there is a lot of pain and trauma involved but i'd like to say it has a happy ending I've begged my mom to write an autobiography for years. She has promised she will after she retires in a few years. So TM, TM, TM. The story is a sprinkle of both team true crime and team supernatural. I'll try to make it as brief as possible because, again, my mom could write a book. I'll add real names and cities at the end so you can personally look up the articles if you'd like. 
In the late 80s, my mom, who was 21 at the time, was in the hospital after giving birth to my older half-brother. Her boyfriend and baby daddy, let's call him Joe, wakes up from a nap and tells her that he had a terrible dream. In the dream, my mom was crying, surrounded by people, and no matter how hard Joe tried, no one would let him through. Eventually, Mm. he is pulled away by someone and he wakes up. My mom got an infection after her C-section, so her stay in the hospital was extended. Three days after my brother was born, Joe is on a trip back to the hospital after visiting a friend. He was driving on a 50-mile-per-hour road in his VW Bug, and a car on the opposite side of the road gets hit by a car and swerves into oncoming traffic, crashing into Joe head-on. Unfortunately, in VW Bugs, the engine is in the back of the car, so the crash was fatal. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, I have chills. It also says here... I still meet people who say this crash is the reason they never bought a bug. <gasps> oh my god. What? Oh, oh my, my god. god. At the time, the person who drove into traffic was blamed for the crash. Let's call him Bob. No one could testify that Bob was hit before driving into oncoming traffic. Bob became a pariah in their relatively small town. His blood alcohol level was only 0.02%. DUIs are classified as 0.08% or higher. Bob was not intoxicated, but since he was 20 years old and hungover, he became the poster boy for underage drunk driving. So his Mm. lawyer encouraged him to take a plea deal. Four years in state prison. Damn. Oh, my God. This is a crazy story. Amidst her deep mourning, my mom's old roommate calls her and drops a truth bomb. Their other roommate was actually the car who hit Bob. (gasps) She, the roommate, was in fact drunk at the time. She had secretly gotten her car repaired and was hiding it in their garage. My mom was now not only mourning the loss of the father of her child, but now finding out that her once friend was responsible and letting someone else take the fall for it. Fuck. What the? F- this is some small town, like, HBO drama That's the series. most small town thing. Yeah. It's right? like, oh, I had, I had a car in a garage, someone else in town. You know, it. Yeah. Oh, my he, God. He did it. Oh, my God. Ooh. She says that f- this is like Ozark level, like finding all this the weird web of people. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. She says that for days it was like Joe was telling her, call Bob. So this is the, the guy who was who took the plea deal. Yeah. She assumed that she was going crazy from her grief, but she remembered the dream Joe had had in the hospital. She kept hearing, call Bob, call Bob. Mm. eventually she gives in and she calls bob he was still home on bail during the trial she got his number from a friend of a friend parentheses small town Mm -hmm. she says that his voice just sounded so familiar even though she was sure they had never met she told him something along the lines of i want you to know that i know this wasn't your fault i know that a lot of people are saying terrible things right now but know that my son and i will never blame you for this and i know joe wouldn't either okay i'm like gonna cry oh my god a few days later, Bob's lawyer suggests that my mom write a letter to the judge, and she was happy to. She wanted the person whose fault this really was to be prosecuted. She meets with Bob, and being my awkward mom, instead of saying, I'm thirsty, she says, let's go somewhere where we can get something to drink. Bob says something like, I don't think that's really appropriate, considering, and she realized how it came across, got so embarrassed, and said, no, I meant like a Coke, like McDonald's. They laugh, and she realizes this was the first time she had laughed since Joe had died. Mm. I mean, come on. They went to McDonald's and had a 
McAlfredo. What was you call it? They had a mixed spaghetti. Mixed spaghetti. (laughs) They went to McDonald's, and for the first time, the pain she was feeling paused for a little while. She realized she wanted to see Bob again. Most of her family discouraged her, except for her eldest sister, who said, nobody knows how you feel right now but you, and you deserve to be happy. Aww. I'm going to cry. So my mom asked Bob to meet again. After seeing him several times, she expressed how she felt, and Bob, being awkward Bob, didn't understand. Maybe no one in this position would understand. Like, what is happening? Everyone is telling you I killed your boyfriend, the father of your child. But like her, he was traumatized. After all, he got into a terrible car accident. He saw the face of a man driving head-on into him in traffic. Then he woke up cuffed to a hospital bed and was told by everyone that he was a murderer. And suddenly, there's this woman that makes all that pain fade away. Their relationship became a spectacle in town. Joe's family sought custody of my brother and demanded that Bob be sent to prison despite the allegations that another driver caused the accident. My mom's own family sided with Joe's family in the custody battle, all but her eldest sister. Bob was sent to prison 10 hours away, and before Joe's family could take away her son, my mom was gone. After a year of visiting Bob in prison, they got married. The only people in attendance were Bob's brother, Bob's mom, and my mom's sister. They call it a shotgun wedding because, well, it was in a prison. (laughs) Bob unfortunately had immensely traumatizing experiences in prison. He has never been the same. At 24 years old, he was released. He helped raise my brother and has been the only dad he has ever known. A few years later into their marriage, I was born, and they moved back to an area about 30 minutes away from their hometown. My brother has thought about getting adoption papers as a gift to my dad, who, if you haven't realized, is Bob. (laughs) (laughs) but my dad has said i already took away your father i could never take away his name oh Oh, my god Uh, what is happening despite the deep catholic guilt my dad has my brother says joe may be my father but bob is my dad okay also there's more to this but i just want to say too like i've heard so many stories i've been reading a lot of books about like the afterlife lately and i've heard so many stories where people's partners have died and then people on earth feel so guilty for like finding someone new and then seeking out like a psychic medium or someone and saying like i feel so guilty and then the psychic medium says no 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 your partner like sets like orchestrated this yeah like orchestrated this like they they're happy for you they wanted this Aww. which it sounds like the call bob call bob you know from yeah i Ooh. like how if that's true joe was gone in the ether for about five seconds and was like all right project one (laughs) got a job to do (laughs) it's like damn i already got tasks man he needs a break okay i mean the fact also like i feel like we kind of i i may be glossed over it but like the dream at the beginning where he says like i had this horrible nightmare that like everyone was crowded around you and i couldn't reach you Mm. oh my god that's just right before he passed away that's so scary oh god Since the accident, there has been a lot of therapy and healed relationships. All side of the family, my mom's, Bob's, and Joe's, attended my brother's wedding in November 2018. That's really great. I'm I'm happy that they were able to put their differences aside. Mm -hmm. My brother has three beautiful kids, and Papa Bob and Joe's mom enjoyed time at my brother's house at a July 4th barbecue. Trauma can't really be cured, but we can make the best out of what we have. At the end of the day, love will always be stronger than hate. Okay, I feel like... uh... (laughs) I feel like Sam has already written the book. Like, this is the book. Right, you know what right. I mean? This like, is the book. <laughs> like, you're writing the book. 
Hashtag, and that's why I drink wine and milkshakes. Anyways, uh-huh. my, my family has many insane stories and deep, dark secrets that have been uncovered from Mayflower alchemists that Unsolved Mysteries touched on, Sicilian mobsters that owned some restaurants as a front, and a poltergeist that did not like the religious artifacts in our old house. No. Maybe I'll write them in sometime. But there that's for another for day. Another day. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Your show has made me feel less alone because I've been able to discover that there are so many people out there with effed up stories too. Hashtag trauma bonding. Hopefully you make it back to San Diego one day. If not, I'll be driving up to LA next tour. Stay spooky. Aww. Wow. I mean, Oof. my stomach turns at the thought of all of this. It's it's terrifying. Terrifying. It was it was better than what I thought it was going to be based on just the subject line because yeah. I thought like <laughs> like like I I don't know what I expected, but it was not that. So No, it, no. It, I didn't expect it to have heartwarming tendencies. I mean, like Sam said, I like to think it has a happy ending. And I'm like, no, I think you're right. Like, it, it does yeah. definitely seem to have a happy ending. But it sounds like ugh, a lot of trauma went into yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Wow. Oof. Oh, my gosh. Well, what okay. I'm, I actually am glad that we ended on that one. I was scared for a second. But that Me actually too. was very That ended tender. up being very touching. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Wowza. Uh, well, that's... Uh, that's September for you, folks. That's um, a wrap. Oh, next is October. <laughs> ah, so the next one's ah! going to be spooky season. Oh, my um, God. Wow. I'm about to be so busy. Next uh, next uh, time you hear a listeners episode, I will have all my tickets to all my things, Yay. all my spooky events, all my jump scares, all my- I will be like crazily like uh, DIYing eight costumes because I can't decide what Leona will wear for <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Do you have a feeling like are you leaning towards anything right now? I'm thinking either like so last year she was a tomato and this year her favorite food is strawberry. So I'm like I could easily repurpose that, put some little dots on it, make it a strawberry. Um, Yeah. Or I could do her favorite show is Gabby's Dollhouse. And I'm like, maybe we could do a little like like little pant like cat ears. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's very precious. If I were to dress up as my favorite food i would have to be a buffet i think so i would just... <laughs> you you can come over and you can stand side by side and i'll yeah <laughs> i don't know make a buffet out of it <laughs> a, a buffet i think i would have to a lie buffet. sideways i have to lie sideways and just have a like something draped over me with a bunch of food velcroed to my well, side just put a fucking tablecloth on you and call yeah. it a day <laughs> <laughs> oh well um Anyway, I hope everyone has a spooky September. Yeah. In my opinion, it is officially spooky season since it's fall season. That's right. And uh, I'm glad you're back, Christine. I missed you. Oh, I missed you too. I'm excited for our recording Monday when we can kind of get more, uh, I don't know. Into the hot goss. We can bullshit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why we drink. What makes the Carnival Cruise fun? A picture-perfect beach day in Cozumel, or a tropical adventure in the Mayan ruins with snorkel excursion for good measure. A delectable surf and turf at sea, topped off with craft cocktails at Alchemy Bar. Now, get some Z's. You never know what tomorrow will bring. Why? Because no one does fun like Carnival. Carnival. Choose fun. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama.